Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Tuesday, December 19th. Hope you're having a good day, good evening by the time you get this podcast. Likely, actually, Wednesday, December 20th by the time you get this podcast. Uh, It's real late today. Um, Some of you know we have a a tradition at York Alliance on the staff that we've had for years and years and years called Staff Sabbath. Uh, It's a once a month time on a Tuesday where we basically shut down the office and just spend time worshiping together, praying together, centering our hearts and uh, going into this holiday season. Uh, It's one of those times. uh, It always seems to come at a time when there's just not enough time for it. And uh, we've said one of the things that we've said regularly for years is um, if we did staff Sabbath when we had time for it, we would never do it. And uh, probably true of you when you do Sabbath as well. Uh, Sabbath is always inconvenient. But when you do it, you always say, oh, it's so good that we did that. And uh, that's what happened today. You know, we had some time together as a staff, and it was really, really good. It was uh, not convenient. This is a full week for all of us, but it was uh, really good to be together. All that to say, I uh, typically would have this podcast done much earlier, but uh, due to Staff Sabbath and uh, some of the other things that were happening today, we uh, couldn't pull that off. So, um to get posted later tonight, and then uh, we'll be back to normal tomorrow is at least the plan at this point. So uh, anyway, hope you're doing well. It was great to be with so many of you over the weekend. What a great gathering to be able to uh, engage the song uh, that uh, that Peter wrote, the um, art that uh, Mike has uh, created, and uh, the truth of God as our everlasting Father, and all that that means. I wished that we had another hour to have conversations around uh, what do you do with some of the uh, realities that many of us face with the challenge of uh, fathers who are um, not there or not fulfilling their roles or um, like all of us broken and messed up and not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, certainly it's going to be the story of my kids as it's the story of everyone's kids that um, we're imperfect as fathers. And yet, um, whether your father was absent or your father was present, Um, Even in the midst of that brokenness, God desires to be our perfect father, our everlasting father, that he uh, steps in to father us in uh, a beautiful and uh, poignant way. And, uh, and so I know there were people there on Sunday who don't have fathers that either through tragedy or uh, through uh, neglect or whatever, um, they've uh, been raised. They're part of the statistics that I cited at the beginning of the message that um, uh, 25% of kids being raised in fatherless homes. It's just a reality that's uh, part of the world that we live in. And um, the way that we fix it is not... Um, to have better fathers. I mean, that's a great thing to do, and we should have as many good fathers as we can. But the reality is the only way to truly fix it is that uh, God as Father is proclaimed and engaged, that we would step into what it means to have God as our Father. And so um, hopefully that's part of your journey as we wrestled through with the limited time that we have, uh, some of what it means that God is our Father. I want to dive into one of those a little bit more deeply today because I think it's one that often gets misunderstood, and that is that a perfect Father brings freedom. A perfect Father brings freedom. And the the reason I want to dive into it is because I think our general perception of the way the Christian walk works is that uh, the the way that we are supposed to follow God is based on um, us constantly coming to him 
and uh, constantly doing whatever he tells us to do. Uh, that there's a, almost like a, a robotic aspect to our our relationship with with Jesus. And uh, th- there's all kinds of problems with that. I mean, obviously, if that was his intent, then uh, the whole process of speaking to us and uh, engaging us might look a little bit different than it does. But the, the biggest problem with it is it's so different than the way it looks for us to be successful adults. Um, as I said on Sunday, the success that I'm looking for as a father is kids that can live on their own. Not kids that will constantly come back to me over and over and over again. I'm glad to have them engage with me and I'm glad to be a part of their life for sure. I want to do that and I want to have a relationship that blossoms with them. But I also want that relationship to change over time where um, as we get further and further down the line that there's a, um, a, a, a sense in which um, my relationship with him is a little bit more peer-based. Now, obviously, we never get to a peer-based relationship with God. That's not the uh, way that our relationship with the creator of all things, the infinite one, uh, that's not the way it could ever work. But there is a sense in which we, um, we are growing and forming and being changed in such a way that we start to naturally do the things that God would do. You know, we talk about discipleship as uh, that simple statement that we are to be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do the things that Jesus did. Well, doing the things that Jesus did is not just obeying his explicit commands or even the direction of the voice of his spirit. Doing what Jesus did is looking at the world and starting to see the world through his eyes. Doing what Jesus did is... Um, is uh, starting to make decisions that line up with the character of Jesus, that, uh, that line up with who he is and what he's doing. And so um, as we grow and as we change, um, as we develop to be more like him, it should be that the relationship that we have with him is much more based on just being with him. And less based on God help me with and God teach me this and show me that. Like certainly we're still learning. Certainly we're still growing. But um, we're also recognizing that we are um, learning more uh, about who he is. We're becoming more like him. And as we become more and more like him, uh, we're making decisions naturally that are the uh, outflow of our relationship with him, our character uh, that is being formed into his image. And so um, there needs to be a shift that happens over time. And that's when I say that the perfect God, the perfect Father, gives freedom, what I mean is uh, his desire is that we would more and more uh, step into what we want to do. So people ask me, uh, like, I'm trying to figure out the will of God in this particular area, and I could do this or I could do this, and as I pray and as I seek the Lord, I just, I just don't know what he's asking me to do. Well, in many instances, particularly after we've been with Jesus for an extended period of time and we've really gotten to, to know him and be formed into his image, often the answer to that question is, God's leaving that up to you. He um, wants you to do whatever it is that um, your heart being shaped increasingly into the heart of Jesus wants to do whatever your desire is. He um, has given us desires on purpose and he forms and shapes those desires uh, into his character so that we would do the things that he did. And so there is freedom that comes as we grow with Jesus. Uh, Just like when there's a little baby, uh, that baby 
needs to have a lot more direction. There needs to be a lot more um, uh, oversight and that, uh, that parent's with them all the time. But as that baby grows up more and more and gets older, there's less need for uh, that parent to have direct oversight all the time, every moment. Uh, but instead, the parent gives freedom. And uh, the same thing happens in our relationship with Jesus. That's just not the way we typically think. And so I wanted to spend a little bit of time diving into that. I also think that um, in, in a, a related but unrelated way, what uh, St. John of the Cross and uh, Teresa of Avila, among others, uh, the, some of the ancient mystics, they were both from um, the mid 15th century, roughly, uh, France, and uh, were uh, monks and nuns in, uh, in that uh, time and in that place. They, called, uh, they, they experienced something they called the dark night of the soul. And um, there's lots of different ways to talk about it. I've talked about it on this podcast before, and we'll uh, dig into it more at some uh, point down the line. But the dark night of the soul is, um, in its classical sense, in the St. John of the Cross sense, is getting to a place of maturity where there's actually a season where uh, we, we don't hear from God hardly at all. Um, that the, the ways that we typically experience the person of God, um, we're not experiencing those anymore. But instead... We are doing the things that we've always done, and uh, there's a, a kind of a part of it that uh, what the um, what the ancients called desolation, where there just feels like this sense of loss that comes through that time. But it's part of the maturity process, and it's part of the oneness process. And as we become more and more like Him, um, we come to the other side of that, and we uh, become united with Him in an even richer and deeper kind of way. I say all of this through a lot of reading, not through experience. I haven't gotten there. I've definitely felt seasons where God has been absent, but not in the kind of way that St. John of the Cross and Teresa of Avila describe that experience. But I think that it has to do, again, with God as Father giving us freedom and uh, teaching us to be on our own. And so as we, uh, as we move into this season, I hope that doesn't freak you out too much. I know that's a lot different than what we think. And I don't mean that God leaves us alone by any means. I certainly mean that he is with us. But sometimes he's giving us some freedom along the way. And uh, that's part of the joy of what it means to be human. And so uh, I pray that this season you would experience some of that joy as you grow closer and closer with him. Well, I pray that the grace and peace of Jesus would be yours. You'd experience his spirit in you, changing you, making us all more and more like him and flowing from you to a waiting and watching world who desperately needs to encounter him. Have a great rest of the night, I guess, or morning, whenever you get this. And uh, I will be back with you again tomorrow with the podcast at a normal time. (laughs) Have a great rest of the day. Grace and peace to you.